Uh, so I have not prepared a long sermon or anything, but I do have a few words uh, that I'd like to say just around the psalm in the lectionary for today, because we are going to be doing a series on psalms in the next little while. And so the psalm that is set aside for today is the first half of Psalm 25. And so if you have a Bible and want to follow along, uh, I might. it's not an especially long psalm, so I might read the whole psalm because I think that there's something about uh, about reading the Bible together. All right, so we're in Psalm 25. It says of David, uh, like I said last week, the, like that of David bit, that is in the original text. That's not an addition. There are lots of things in our modern versions that are additions, uh, including the, the, the actual numbers and things. But the of David was there. But we're not sure if it uh, necessarily means he wrote it or it was in the season of David or... Like, we just don't know. Like, it's not explicit in the Hebrew what it means. But I think this one we can safely assume is actually a Davidic psalm. Uh, So it says, In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways they should choose. They will spend their days in prosperity and their descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope, Lord, is in you. Deliver Israel, O God, from all their troubles. Uh, the uh, the only there's just one small reflection I'd like to make on this, in verses three and then again in five and right at the end there in verse um, twenty one, it uses in the NIV it uses the language of no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. That's the first one in verse three. No one who hopes in you, and the problem is is that our kind of way of characterizing hope is that it is like we're saying this might happen. I want it to happen. Gee, I hope it happens. But the the Hebrew here is far more like, I am waiting patiently, Lord. 
So it's not that my hope is in you. It's I am waiting patiently for you, Lord. So when I'm saying things like, I am, I am hoping for the holidays, it's not because I don't think that they might not come. If I'm hoping for Christmas or my birthday or if I'm hoping to finish an exam, it's not because it might not ever happen. It's not possible. It's a, a known quantity. So when this psalmist, probably David, is saying, I'm hoping in you, Lord. He's saying, I'm, I am waiting upon you because I know that this will come. And I think that when we consider this and then we... Um, when we roll that forward and we apply that to the hope that we have in Christ, it's not a possibility, it's a certainty for a future time. So we need to hold on to our hope whilst recognising that it is not simply an, uh, a hope in possibility, it is a hope in a certainty. We hope for the kingdom of God, which means we are waiting for all those who mourn to be comforted. And we are waiting for all those who are meek to inherit the earth and for those who are poor in spirit to be um, made whole and rich. It's not simply a possibility. Uh, we, we hope, we wait in certainty. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Saviour, and my hope, my certainty, my future knowledge of, of this being true is in you all day long. Amen.